This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Praise the Lord. Stand on your feet and let's worship the Lord this morning. Amen. One, two, ready, and.
go to car. Car. Repeat that chorus. One, two, three, four, one. this morning for laying down his life for you. Jesus laid down his life for you. Here we go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, God, this morning. Rain. 
with that third verse again. Whoever want to sing it. Third verse. One. And all the powers of darkness can't a single one. And all the break. powers break. of darkness can't drown out a single word. All God's children singing glory, glory.
more time, y'all. Go ahead, pick it, do your part. Here we go. It's all God's children singing glory, glory. Hallelujah, he reigns. He reigns. Thank you, God. Jesus reigns. We worship you, Lord. Unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies until all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. And I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yes. I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. child of God. I'm no longer a slave. 
Here we go. I am a child of God. And I am surrounded by the arms of the Father. I am surrounded by songs of deliverance. We've been liberated from our bondage. With the Repeat the whole thing, Vicky. 
I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Tag it. Repeat it. I am a child of God. One last time. Believe it. I am a child of God. Amen. Look at Jesus. Bless you, Father. We bless you. you. We bless you. We are your children. (laughs) Sons and daughters of the Most High God. The true and the living God. That nothing's too hard for us. We bless you, Lord. We lift up our voices. We lift up our hands. We magnify your name. We extol you with our tongues. We delight in you this morning, oh God. We delight in you who loved us, oh God. Who called us, Lord God. Who redeemed us with your own blood. We bless you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of glory. Worthy of all honor. Worthy of all praise. We bless you, God. We will not be afraid because we trust in you. We know you are with us, oh God. You never leave us nor forsake us. We bless your name this morning. We bless your name, Abba. We glory in you. You're the great God who keeps covenant. You show mercy, oh God. You deliver, you heal, you set free. We are not slaves in bondage of this world or sin, but we are free, oh God. We've been redeemed into righteousness, into the love of Jesus Christ, and we bless you for it, Father. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Holy Ghost, we just say have your way in our hearts today. Have your way in your church that you are leading, that you are guiding. You're building your church, Lord Jesus, and you said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we put our trust in you. Lord, we pray for the nations. We pray for those missionaries that we support and all the others, oh God. But we pray for the nations, oh God. We thank you for a mighty work that you are doing in the nations, oh God. The Lord, especially, Lord God, in Thailand, oh God. The Philippines, in Africa, Lord God. We thank you for a mighty move of your spirit, oh God. Down in Venezuela and Colombia, oh God. You show yourself strong on the behalf of those who are going forth, oh God. They're out there on the front lines, oh God. Taking the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations, oh God. We thank you that they are surrounded, protected, oh God. Every need is supplied according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You cause your people to give into that good work, oh God, to see others delivered and set free to come into the love. Lord, a love that they've never experienced, oh God. Father, we thank you for them. We thank you that their families are blessed, oh God. They have divine health in their bodies. Father, we declare it and we say it so. We also, Father, pray for the mighty work you're doing in this nation. Father, we believe a nation that you set aside for this time in the earth, oh God. To be a light to the nations, oh God. To be a force of your glory, a force of your love, a force of your forgiveness, a force of faith in the earth, oh God. To see men 
and women redeemed, oh God, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you're united in this nation. Lord, not on every little political agenda, but on your purposes, oh God. On your plans for this nation. On forgiving one another. On loving one another, God. And seeing your light, your light and your glory revealed, Father, in this nation. Only as you can. Father, we thank you for it. Father, we also thank you for bringing us out of the year that we had. That was a good year, Father, but into a greater year. Father, we look forward to the things that you have purpose and plans for us, Father. We thank you that you're revealing them to us, oh God, as we continue to seek you with all our heart, to seek your face, oh God. You open those things up. You're opening new doors, oh God. Father, you're bringing us into wide and spacious places, oh God. Father, we stretch forth the cords, Lord God. We extend, Lord God, our borders. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. You're going to drive down stakes for us that men will see what you're going to do from that place, oh God. We say it so, oh God. We are well and able to possess what you have for us, oh God. And we thank you for it. We thank you for strengthening this people, oh God. Those that are hurting, oh God, you heal the hurt. You restore their souls, oh God. You bring courage and joy to them, oh God. You cause them, Father, to be restored in the joy of their salvation, oh God. You heal the wounded. And you bring peace where there's a storm, Father. You do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, can you say amen? Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Well, welcome to Passion Church. My name is Norris Braswell. I'm the lead pastor here. I want to welcome all of you. What a great decision you made to start off the new year by coming together as God's family. Well, you can be seated. We want to welcome all of you that are here for the first time uh, meeting with us at Passion Church. Glad to have you. We're so glad that you're here. You know, you've, you've picked a, a good day to come, and I want to encourage you to, to finish this month with us. We're going to be talking about relationships. You know, really, if you think about it, what is life except relationships? You know what got us in all the mess we're in? A file-up with relationships. Adam and Eve had a great thing going with God, and they messed it up. It was a fractured, broken relationship. And you know, and I, I bet we could all raise our hands if we, we've ever been through a situation where we had a fractured relationship that, that hurt us, that brought us pain, or maybe we brought somebody else pain. Anyway, all this month, we're going to be talking about it and be introducing it just a little bit later on in the message. So. Uh, make sure that uh, you get your ears on, get tuned up for that. But you're visiting this morning. We're so glad that you're here. I, I, you know, I, I sent out a letter. How many of you got, got the letter I sent out? You saw it on the email or, or we sent it out to you. I hope you had uh, a couple of minutes there to read it. And I talked about starting out the new year uh, by seeking God. Uh, Cindy and I do this every year. It's just, it just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, to talk to the smartest person in the room. Isn't that right? 
I mean, I always like to get close to the smartest person in the room. You know, in our life, we all have relationships. And you know, when God brings people into our, our, into our life, you know, that have been down the road a little bit longer than we have, that have more wisdom or just, some of them are just flat out smarter than me. I mean, I just admit it. But you don't always want to get around those people who, who've got wisdom and, and who are wiser and smarter than me. And I want to get around them and glean what I can. So when we start off the new year, who, who is there smarter than God to go to, to begin to set some priorities for your life? Listen, you know, if you want 2018 to be better than 2017, I encourage you. You know, it doesn't happen by accident. You know? You know, the Bible talks about the plan of salvation. You never hear it saying the accident of salvation. You didn't accidentally get saved. Now, you may not know all the ins and outs of it, but God does, and He has a plan. And He has a plan for 2018, and I want to encourage you. I talked about setting, a, you know, a three criteria in that. One is about your relationship with God. You know, relationships have to be cultivated, don't they? We know that. If you're married, you, if you put your marriage on autopilot, you're going to be in trouble. If you put your friendships on autopilot, you're going to be in trouble. There has to be a cultivation, a, an own purpose. Same thing with, with your relationship with God. Then I talked about a family component with your, your, your spouse if you're, and with your children. And then a work component at work and everything. Just seek God about those things. And... Uh, this morning, as we prepare uh, to receive our tithes and offerings, I want to share something with you that I believe God put on my heart for us here at Passion Church. And if you're visiting, you can get on it. To, you can get in on it too, because God's no respecter of persons. Amen. You know, um, this year there's some great things in store for us uh, as Passion Church for this family. We're going to be getting into a property this year. Amen. Can you say amen louder than that? Amen. All right. <laughs> we are. I said we are. God's got it set aside for us and we're going to get in. Amen. amen. But listen, we're going to reach out further than we've ever reached out in our community. We're going to reach out further with our missions, giving and everything, more than we've ever done before. It's going to be a year of increase, not only for us, but an increase through us. This is what it's about. So I want to read this to you. You know, I believe this, that God wants to raise up, I call them paymasters. What do I mean by that? I mean that God wants to raise up people who can finance the plans and the purposes of God. Are you listening? Uh, everything that God purposes to do to reach people will have a financial component. It'll have a prayer component. It'll have a people component. Are you listening? Some will go, some will stay and send. But there will have to be people involved. And here's the thing. As we move as Passion Church, there will be different aspects. Sometimes you may go and I may send. Sometimes you may send and I may go. Sometimes I may pay and you may go. Are you listening? But God wants to raise up paymasters so that as His plans and purposes uh, begin to, to unfold that there will be the finances necessary for that financial component. Are you listening? It was going to cost us some money to get into a property. Are you listening? So I'm going to read. So how many of you would like, you know, to see your ability to give increased in 2018? 
Would you like to give, be able to give more? Amen. Let me, let me share with you. Here in Deuteronomy 8, when the people of Israel, God's people were coming in, God said some things to them. And I want to share this to you because I really, I believe this is, this is, I got this in a time of prayer and I believe this is absolutely what God's saying to us. He talked about it. He said, <clears throat> he said, God led you in the, in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in, in order to know what was in your heart. You know, God prepares us before He promotes us. Now, man, I, I mean, lo- I love promotion in God, don't you? I do. It's wonderful. It's great. We just talking about with Jessica. There's always preparation that precedes oh. promotion. You know why? Because God wants to find out what's in our heart. Because nothing will test your heart like promotion. Are you listening? Whatever it may be, if it's in the financial realm, or it may be in, in, in ministry or in some other realm, uh, at your work, where you're promoted, nothing will test what's in your heart like a promotion, will it? Whether it does, because all of a sudden you're promoted here, all of a sudden God's increased you here, whether it's responsibility or authority or with financial resources. I mean, all of a sudden, when that promotion comes, that flesh wants to rise up sometimes, unless it's been proven. You know, God gives you increase, and you think about that boat you could buy rather than kingdom giving you could give. <clears throat> now, nothing wrong with you having a boat. Don't misunderstand. He said. He goes on to say. <clears throat> he said. He said. I did this. I fed you with manna, and I did this so that you would understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. In 2018, passion, we're going to live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is why I say, seek God for your life, because you need a word for 2018. Thank God the word you had for 2017, but God's got fresh manna for this year. Amen. He goes on and says, your clothes didn't wear out, your feet didn't swell. In all of these ways, he said, God was proving it and trying your heart. He said, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. You know what 2018 is going to be? A good land. A good land. A land with streams and pools of water, springs flowing in valleys and hills. A land with wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, olive oil and honey. A land where your bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. Boy, that sounds like a land I'd like to go into. I said, that sounds like a land. This is what God has in store for us. Now listen. He He said, when you have eaten and are satisfied... Praise the Lord your God for the good land He has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe His commands, His laws, His decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses... Wow. Y'all let me down there. Alright. When you live in a lean-to... And the wind's blowing through the cracks and you're cold. I don't get an amen one way or the other. I'm just, I'm just reporting what it says here. He said, when you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large, your silver and gold increase. 
Increase. God's got a word for you. Increase. And you and all that you have is multiplied. Glory. You know, I told you, you know, the Bible mathematics, when God's at work, it's adding and multiplying. When the devil's at work, it's subtracting and dividing. Then your heart, if you don't, if your heart's not right, if he hasn't proven you, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord your God. He goes on to say, but you will remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant. All that God has in store for us this year as Passion Church, individually and corporately, God wants to increase. And that increase is going to come through us. Are you listening? It comes through us. It's not going to come through somebody out there somewhere. It's going to come through us, the increase. Now, one of the areas this year where we want to increase is in our giving to missions. Because I believe this is the heart of God. Are you listening? Now, Dr. Vickers is going to be going in May. Or is it still for about 30, 30 days for about a month, right, Dr. Vickers? Now listen to this. What an opportunity. Now we're going to be giving to this from now right up until he leaves. But listen, let me share with you some things. Because, listen, I love to get in where people are going to be directly impacted with the gospel. Don't you? Man, I believe that. I believe that's the best soil you can have. Listen to this. One of the things, that, some of the things he's going to be doing here, a minister's conference providing for training for village pastors. Now, I know I have a little bit of experience in this and being on the field, and I know this is where it's at. This is where God's doing to raise up and train pastors that are going to be there 24-7. You know, Dr. Vickers can't go and stay for a year there because he's got to come back here to help us. <laughs> But he can't, he's got other places to go. But you know what? If he can train those pastors, if he can put into them, then you know what? They can carry on the work. The, so there's going to be things going on by that. He's going to put, help put in a place for ongoing training. Now, this is what excites me. He's, he's going to be working with a regional organization that has 8,000 small groups that average about 30 people each. That's almost a quarter of a million people. You know, that's about the population of the metro area from Montgomery. Wow. Say it again. Wow. Do you know that Jesus, the last thing Jesus said was to go into all the world, preach the gospel, and make disciples. Boy, I tell you what. I want to get in on this. I want us to get in on this. I want you to get in on this. Then he's, they're going to be going out to village churches. A lot of them are very remote. Takes a day to get there and a day to get back. <clears throat> and then uh, if they have time, they're going to be going to South Africa and meeting with some people and doing things. So the reason I wanted to share that with you, and I wanted to share from Deuteronomy 8, is that we need to increase in 2018. And God put this on my heart I want to pray for you if you say I want to in, be able to increase my giving my financial giving in 2018 by the help and grace of God 
That's what I want. I want you, if you will, to just, if you can, just stand up where you are. Now, we're going to give in just a moment. But I want, I want, you're, you're sick. This is an act of faith. You're saying, God, you bring increase to me this year. I want to, I want to increase my giving. We're going to increase it for missions, reaching souls, reaching people, for the property that we're going to be, uh, be getting into this year. Want increase. You want increase in your giving. Father, you see all that are standing. You see the hearts of your people. God, our desire is that we may increase in 2018 to increase our giving, to increase our fruits of righteousness, Father, as we give into every good work that you direct us to. Father, for this work in Africa that Dr. V is going to, and with the team that's going to be there, with the, with the other uh, ministries that we are regularly supporting, Father, in the Philippines and Africa and Thailand and here at home. Father, we want to be able to do more for the gospel. So, Father, I'm praying for increase for them, for raises, for promotions, for better, for better jobs. If they're on their own business, for more clients, for doors to open to them. I thank you, Lord. It says, you said that you give us power to obtain or produce wealth. I thank you that it will increase wisdom, ideas. Uh, Father, will increase. I thank you investments will grow. I thank you inheritances will come unexpected. I thank you, Lord, there will be breakthroughs in the financial realm for Passion Church, for your people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Well, you may be seated for a moment. Ushers, you go ahead and pass out the envelopes. If you're here for the first time this morning, again, I want to welcome you on behalf of Passion Church. Uh, if you haven't already gotten one, the ushers are going to pass out a little red and white information card. There's about three or four lines there. If you take a moment to fill that out and put it in the offering bucket when it comes by in a minute or two, Sin uh, and I would like to reach out to you by email or text or whichever way you prefer on there and just say thank you for coming. And perhaps we could uh, catch up with you, let you know a little bit more about who we are uh, about Passion Church, uh, love to buy you a cup of coffee, meet with you, maybe form a friendship, the beginning of one, or a relationship, because we're all about relationships here. But we're so glad that you're here, and we're believing that God is going to speak to your heart and touch your life today in the course of this service.
Listen, I want to remind you, I forgot to, but if you like to give online, you can go onto our website, mypassion.church. You can give there, and also uh, via credit card. So if that's more convenient to you, you go that route. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to be talking all this month about relationships. Hallelujah. There they are, building relationships. And you know, really, life is all about relationships, isn't it? I, really, what makes your life either fulfilled or not so fulfilled, it's really not our possessions, how much money we have, how, uh, you know, what kind of house we live in, and all those kind of things that a lot of times we think, oh, that's what, that's what will really make me fulfilled. It's all about relationships. <clears throat> and you know, unless you go and live in a cave and you're a hermit, you're going to be dealing with relationships. We all do. Isn't that true? Relationships really are at the center of creation. The family, the church, if you think about it, even the Godhead is about relationships, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, three in one, but it's about a relationship. So really, if you think about it, even creation, when God created Adam and Eve, what did He create them for? It was about relationship, wasn't it? You read over there in Genesis where God came down in the cool of the day and He met with Adam and Eve. What for? To, to build relationships. Just to, You know, God was just hanging out with them. Are you listening? You know, we were blessed to have uh, most of our family at Christmas time, but not, not all of them. One of our sons is way out in Seattle, so it was hard for him to get home. But we had others, you know, and, and you know, we jam-packed a lot in. But, you know, there were times when we would just, you know, we'd just be there in the living room and we all had our PJs on and had the fire going and we just hung out. And, you know, really, if you think about it with Christianity, when God came down to, to, to walk with Adam and Eve, you know what he was doing? He was just hanging out with them. We, you know, we get, sometimes we get, we get so mysterious with God, I think, in the church, or at least traditionally we have, and we make it so mysterious and everything. It's all about, I can sum Christianity up, you know, very simply. It's all about God wanting to bring man back into relationship with Him. He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be our friend. He wants us to know Him, and He wants us to, 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 to know us even better. So, you know, out of this relationship comes fulfillment. And really, everything that we do, uh, uh, loving, serving, giving, all of those really are enjoyed within the context of what? Relationship. And from these, this is how we grow. Now, listen, if you want to be a person stunted in your growth, just refuse to have any relationships. Are you listening? Not only will you not grow socially, you won't grow in other ways either. You'll become the most self-centered most narcissistic type person that anybody ever met that the world is all about me. I mean, you think about it. Now, when a baby comes into the world, what's the, what kind of relationship does it have? It's a one-sided relationship, isn't it? It's all about me. Yeah, some of you never had a baby, have you? I'm telling you. When that baby cries, it's all about him or her, isn't it? All it knows is, I want to be fed, I want to be changed, I want to be held, I want to be loved. You know, I, I don't care if you worked all day and you're tired and you didn't get any sleep last night because of me. I want what I want, isn't that right? 
And so in relationships, we want to mature and to grow past that and to understand what relationships are all about. So all this month, we're going to be looking at what I'm calling the four main spheres of relationships. That is my relationship with God, my relationship with God's family, my home life, and my relationship with the world, which includes my workplace and my downtime and my hobbies and all that. Because really, if you think about it, all those four spheres, that's pretty much our life, isn't it? I'm either building a relationship with God. I'm, I'm building a relationship with God's family. You know, part of what we're doing this morning is that's what it's about. But we're going to, to, to do an even better job of building relationships within the context of God's family uh, as we move through this year because we're going to be moving toward uh, things about discipling. We're going to move about, uh, toward some things of, of building deeper relationships through small groups. Are you listening? Because what? It's all about relationships. Church is not about services. Thank you. You say, well, why are we having a service? Because, because this is, we, we've got one place to meet right now, and this is what we're doing. But you know what? This is not the end-all, be-all. Are you listening? It's about relationships. Listen to me, Passion. It's about relationships, building relationships with people. And I would encourage you, even though we're, 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 we're meeting here at AUM right now, uh, you know, and we're, we're getting ready to, 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 to launch some small groups later in the year, listen, take a few minutes. Don't be in such a rush to leave out of this place. Take a few minutes and build some relationships. Are you listening? I mean, we're not going to have a service tonight. So it's not like you've got to rush, rush home so you can rush back. Take some time to build relationships. And really this month, that's what I want to encourage all of us, to rethink our relationships and really in 2018 purpose to strengthen and build new relationships. Can I hear a holy grunt? <laughs> okay. This morning, I'm going to introduce these four spheres, and then in the process of this month, we're going to take each one of these and kind of unpack them and look at them a little bit more in a little bit more depth. So this morning, we're just kind of going to skip the rock across the, across the pond, if you will, and introduce them. But then in the course of this month, we'll unpack them a little bit, for, uh, a little bit further. Uh, my relationship with God, I want to start there because I think that is the starting place. Because out of our relationship with God, everything else comes into proper alignment. In John 15, Jesus is speaking here. Verse 1, he said, I'm the true vine. My Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit of itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. One translation, he says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Isn't that what relationships is about? I cannot build a relationship unless I am in proximity. Amen? I mean, you know, we talk about long-distance relationships. Now, they're a little bit easier today because of the technology so that, you know, we can Skype or we can uh, uh, get on the phone and 
FaceTime each other and, and we can see each other. So it's a little bit better. But still, with all the technology and with all that that's so wonderful, I want to tell you there's still nothing like being sitting down together face-to-face and, and having fellowship and building a relationship. There is no substitute for that, is there? Absolutely not. And Jesus said that was true even with the Father. He said, you've got to abide. In other words, you dwell, you spend time, you cultivate that relationship with the Father. Now, I know we live in a very, very busy time. And it's so easy uh, for, uh, you know, here's the thing I found out, and this is why we have to really guard our time with the Father, is because He will be the least demanding of all the things in our life. And by that I mean, if you ignore God, He's patient and He'll let you ignore Him. Isn't that right? It's not like the boss at work. You ignore the boss at work, you ignore that project you got going on at work, you're going to hear about it real quick. Isn't that right? But, but God, I mean, He's just so patient. He's just, he's, he's just so forbearing. It's so easy to kind of just bump Him down a notch or two on our priority list, and God will just let you do it. But I want to encourage you, and let's encourage each other, that this year we're going to spend time with God. We're going to put Him at the very top of our relationship list, so to speak, and we're going to spend time with God. Listen, you don't have to spend every hour of the day with God, but you do need to purposely set aside some time where I'm just going to spend time with God. Now, and, and listen, when you're coming to God about all your needs, that's not spending time with God. That, nothing wrong with that. There's a place for that. He said to ask, make your request known, but that's not what I'm talking about. Are you listening? I mean, suppose you and I, you know, we're, we're best friends, and every time we get together, all I do is talk about my problems and hit you up for a loan. I mean, are you going to be looking forward to our regularly times where we get together? I have a feeling I may be hearing that you've got other things and you can't make it this week. Hello? Nobody likes a relationship like that, do they? It's okay if, you've got, if you're a real friend at times to share things and we talk together, and that's good. But, you know, there are times when if we want to build a relationship, we just get with God because what we love Him. And we just want to love on Him, let Him love on us, and, and, and just to, to gain that strength that comes from being with God, to gain that peace that comes from being with God. We just want to fellowship with Him. He said, abide in me is what Jesus said. Dwell in me. So we're going to unpack and talk about this a little bit more as time goes by. And as I said, God wants a current, up-to-date relationship. You know, it's so easy to have a yesterday relationship with God. Amen? I'm sure if I ask for testimonies about things that God uh, did in your life in 2017, that everybody in here could raise their hand and say, Pastor, let me tell you what God did. 
Let me tell you about uh, walking with God in 2017 or 2016 or, or maybe back there 10 years ago where, you know, God really came through for you. And all that's great and wonderful. But you know what? God wants an up-to-date relationship. I know in being involved in ministry for about 35 years now that when I talk with couples maybe that, uh, you know, are having problems in their marriage, you know, usually something's happened. It's gone cold. Their relationship, their relationship's got either cold, it's got old, or it's been fractured by something. Listen, keep relationships current. Are you listening? You know, uh with your, you know, if you go on and check your credit report or something like that, you know, they got on there whether you're current or whether you're 30 days behind, you're 60 days behind, or you're 90 days behind, and uh, if you're 120 days behind, and you know, there's a correlation. The further behind those things are, the lower your credit score goes. And that, you know, that's true, don't you? But you know what? If you're current on everything, if everything's up to date, then you know what? Man, that credit score is just going up, up, up. God wants to have a current relationship with you and I. Not secondhand. You know, not, not a grandma, grandma's God relationship. Not mom and dad's God relationship. But a personal relationship. We're going to talk about that. And listen. The strength that that produces in you, the resilience that will bring in your life, I mean, the hope that that will bring in your life, the confidence when life happens because your relationship is current with God. It's like the the prophet said, I cried unto God, and God said, I'm here. That's current. That's up to date. Isn't that right? The Bible says, really, that A relationship that's near in times of trouble, it's better to have that than it is to seek out a brother that's far away. Boy, that's a powerful thing. So if we have that relationship with God, we can approach 2018 with courage and with fearlessness. We're going to talk about that some more. Also, my relationship with God's family. It's so important. It's so important. Look over in Ephesians 4. Let me just read you a little verse to introduce this. Remember, I said I'm just introducing it today. We're going to unpack each of these in the course of this series. My relationship with God's family in Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 31. Notice what he says here. He said, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as, Christ, uh, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly beloved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Listen. How do we, like we said, we cannot have a relationship unless what? We're around one another. And see, when we, and see, I, I don't, if I'm never around anybody, if I go live in a cave by myself, I don't have to be all that good at forgiving. I don't have to be all that good at, at long suffering or being patient with people, do I? Because what? There's never a conflict. 
See, some people, the reason you don't grow in your relationships in the family of God is because we've had a wrong understanding about what, what the process of building a relationship is. You think you're going to build a relationship and never have a conflict? That's like thinking you're going to get in your car and drive to church without putting any gas in it. Relationships are built in the context of conflict. There's going to be differences. We're not just alike. You're not always going to see it my way, even though I'm always right. <laughs> yeah, you ever been in one of those? <laughs> so those things happen. And this is the reason, listen, Paul's not writing this to the world. He's writing this to spirit-filled Christians. How I many of you know you're not perfect yet? I hate to burst your bubble. So that's why he says, and as we come together and we're building those relationships as we're around one another, we're not all perfect yet. We're, we're, we're endeavoring to build a relationship. There's going to be differences. There's going to be conflicts. There's going to be things that we do because we're imperfect that can possibly hurt or damage that relationship, and he says, so here's what you got to do. Don't be bitter. Don't be, don't stay angry. I, I surely hope we don't brawl. Man, he said don't brawl. Don't slander. Listen, don't, don't speak about people, even if you know it's true. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Cover them up. Don't broadcast them. Forgiving one another. Wow. You mean this, these spirit-filled people here at Ephesus? And I mean, if you've ever read this letter to the Ephesians, these must have been some pretty mature people because I'm telling you what, I don't know how many times I've read at, uh, the letter to the Ephesians, and there's still a whole lot in there I'm trying to understand. These, these were not immature people, and yet they, still being human, and in the course of relationships, of interacting with one another, Paul knew how it was going to be. Even Paul dealt with it. Remember one time, Paul and Barnabas? They didn't see eye to eye? I mean, here's a man that saw Jesus in a vision. And he still was having problems. So, lighten up on yourself a bit. <laughs> I say that to all the perfectionist people like me. <laughs> Lighten up on yourself a little bit. But in the course of this, and we'll talk about this more, we need to learn to do it. He said, be imitators of God. He said, this is the way God is. You know, when you imitate something, you, you ever gone by one of these, uh, maybe a parrot or something, maybe in a, you, you've been in a pet store or something, and you're walking by, and, and you know, and you hear this voice, says, hello, stupid. Don't turn around and look. But you look, <laughs> who said that? And it's, it's a parrot. Well, he didn't. He just, all he's doing is imitating a sound he heard. And he's saying here, you may not feel like forgiving. You may not feel like being patient. You may, you may have a whole different set of feelings. He said, but just go ahead and imitate love anyway. We'll talk about that more in the course of our looking. And a relationship with God has to do with face-to-face -face time. Look in he Hebrews 13. One of the reasons we come together is to build relationships. Yes, we come together to worship God. We absolutely do. We come together as 
as his church and his body to pray, which we did this morning. We absolutely do that, all of those things. But we also come in order to build relationships. In Hebrews, in chapter 13, he talks about us coming together. He says, he says, do not... Let me find my scripture here. That's not, 1325 is not right. He's talking about, uh, he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together after the manner of some is, but continue to meet with one another. In other words, the reason for that, he says, the reason we come together, what? Is so that we can build relationship. That's what it's about. It's not so we can get accounts, so we got numbers, so we got... It's all about relationships. Because unless we're together, unless we meet together with one another, we have no chance of building a relationship. And listen, relationships, just like life, become stronger when there has been some difficulties that we've had to overcome, when there's been some misunderstandings that we've had to, to deal with, that makes that relationship all the stronger. Because I'm not afraid any longer. Because you know what I found out? That even though we've had a misunderstanding, our relationship is stronger. Love is stronger. Even though we had some disagreements, what? Our, our, the love of God in us and forgiveness is stronger. So all of a sudden, I don't have to be afraid of building a relationship with people because I may get hurt. Because I found out, you know what? That the love of God, the grace of God, the forgiveness of of God flowing from me and flowing from you is bigger than anything we can do to one another. Are you listening? See... We are grown-ups. Grown-ups understand that there are going to be differences. There are going to be some conflicts. There's going to be some misunderstandings. That's an, that's an adult understanding of what the world is about and what relationships is about. We're not living in a Pollyanna world where everything is wonderful and everybody's going to like you and everybody's going to see your point of view and everybody's just going to think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. If you're living in that place, let me know what that address is. That's not real, is it? But we find out that what God in us, the love of God in us, these things in us, which we're going to look at in more detail, they're bigger. And what they do is they tear down the fear barriers that keep us from opening up ourselves to other people and also for people being able to speak into our life. Isn't that right? Most of the time, isn't that the reason why we don't, if, if we're lacking in relationships, if we haven't grown in that area, it's probably because somewhere along the line, we tested the waters, we got hurt, we had a wrong understanding, or maybe we didn't even know God at that time, we had a wrong understanding about relationships, and because of that, we just drew back. And we, I mean, you know, I've got my barrier, and it's about this far. You come closer than that, mm-hmm. you're going to push a wrong button. <laughs> But once we understand about the love of God and forgiveness and forbearance and we begin to be imitators of God, then little by little we can tear down those fear barriers because we know what? You know what? The love of God's bigger. The love of God's greater. I can forgive 
than our home life relationships. We need a current life-giving relationship with our spouse and with our children. In other words, it needs to be up to date. You know, it's like the, the guy came in for marriage counseling and on, you know, and he's the pastor's talking to the couple and said, well, what's the problem? And she says, well, he doesn't ever say, he never tells me he loves me anymore. And he's like, well, woman, I told you back 35 years ago when we got married that I loved you. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, <laughs> man, you know, we need, to, we need to renew that thing. I know, I know the marriage license don't run out, but the relationship needs to be renewed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That needs to be renewed. Isn't that right? Every day, it needs to be current. It needs to be life-giving. It, the, you know, she needs to hear from you guys that, you know, today she's the most wonderful thing that you've ever seen. Not just back there 35 years or 40 years or 50 years ago or however long it's been when you were trying to win her. I mean, you need to let her know today by word and by action, you're special. And ladies, you need to let... let, let that man know that he's special, that you believe in him. Yeah, but well, you ain't seen who I'm married to. <laughs> well, there's no use you contributing to that condition. Why don't you help that situation? And one of the ways you can begin to help it what, is to build a good relationship, to begin to speak words. That, that if it's become fractured, you can speak words that bring healing to the fractures. If it's gotten old, you can renew it. Amen? Listen, go, go on a second honeymoon. Or if you need to, go on a tenth honeymoon. Whatever it is. But, you know, do, we're going to talk about some practical things. But do something to keep it alive. Well, you know. We've been married 50 years. We're past all that romantic stuff. Yeah, that's your problem <laughs> or part of it. It's a relationship. You want to keep it fresh. You want to keep it alive. Amen? Oh. Look over in Colossians. You know, we're going to, like I say, we're going we're gonna to deal with these more as we go along here. Colossians <clears throat> 3. He's talking about here, he says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Are you listening to that? In another place in Ephesians, he said, you know, that husbands, and we'll get into this later, he says, you ought to, you ought to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Whoa. He goes on to say that, that just like Christ laid down his life for the church, that husbands are to lay down their lives for their wives. Hello? Relationships. Relationships. And you know, in all of these, when we do the things, the, the practical and the wisdom that the Scriptures give us, about all these areas of relationships, here's the thing. As we initiate the cultivation of relationships, we're going to be the recipients of the first fruits of that. Are you listening? 
See, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like at home, you know, we, we've got a fireplace there and, and everything, you know. It would be like this. I'd be like me going up to my fireplace and saying, now, you know what? If you'll have a fire in you and you'll start giving out some heat, I'll put some wood in it. I know you're all laughing like, boy, he's lost his marbles. But many times we approach relationships like that. Well, I'll tell you what, if they will do such and such, then I will. No, don't wait. See, if I, if I, want, that, if I want some warmth out of that fireplace, if I want to enjoy the ambience of that, if I want to smell that smell of wood burning, which I love, you know what i got to do? I've got to make some preparation. I've got to get some wood. I've got to buy some wood and take it in and put it in the fireplace and crank up the fire and get it going first. Then I enjoy the benefit of it. Same thing with relationships. Isn't that right? And, of course, parents, you know, we're not only husband and wife, but we're parents, we're fathers, we're mothers. Maybe you're single. We're going to talk about that too. There's relationships that's important even if you're single. There's relationships. They're important. Listen, if you're a single person and you don't have any uh, real friends, any real relationship with friends, listen, you're not ready to be married. Yeah, I said that. Oh, man, I, you know, I'm praying with singles through the years, you know. They're, oh, pastor, agree with me for a husband or agree with me for a wife. And I think, you know, I don't know if I can agree with you for that. I don't think you're ready. Because marriage is about a relationship. And you're so self-centered and so (laughs) all about you. You're not ready for somebody else because when you get married, it's no longer about you anymore. It's about somebody else. And God help you when children come along. Man, that makes marriage look easy. (laughs) Now now you've not only got that husband and wife, now you've got children. Oh, happy day. So, you know, we'll talk about this, but my advice to you if you're single is right now begin to cultivate and learn how to, to, to build relationships so that it's not all about you and about your agenda and about what you want. You know, when you're single, I, you know, I told people this all the time, when it's ju- it was just me and I was off by myself, man, I get along great. <laughs> Do what I want to, when I want to, how I feel like I want to, everything's wonderful. You know, I've, I've met some guys, they thought that was what marriage was about. I noticed they had a few knots on their head, though. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That's not what it's about. Relationship, it's about what? It's about somebody else. Now, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that in relation to singleness as well as being a parent. Then the fourth that we're going to look at in the course of this study is my relationship to the world. My relationship to the world. This is probably one area where uh, we need to do more, I believe, more teaching in the church. Uh, The church is afraid of the world. It's been my experience. We're afraid of people in the world. We're afraid of, you know, what we refer to as sinners. We're afraid, you know, it's kind of like, like I said before, you know, when, when we were young boys in my day growing up, we didn't want to get around the girls because we didn't want to get them girl cooties. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Oh, we don't want them girl cooties. And it's almost like that. If we think if we get around anybody that's a sinner, oh my gosh, I'm going to get them world cooties. Them sinner cooties are going to get on me. You go and read through the Gospels about Jesus. He spent most of his time around what we'd call people in the world. So much so that he, had, he got a reputation from the, what we call the religious people. They called him a party goer. That's what we'd say. That's a wine bibber. We'd just say party goer. He's just a party guy. He's hanging out with all them sinners. Every, every time I turn around, he's going to a feast or something with one of them sinners. Why, just the other day, he was over with them tax collectors, Simon. And I know he's been robbing the people blind. Come on. And man, did you ever hear such a mouth on a person as that? Why in the world would he ever be? You know, and it, you know, it got even worse. I, I heard he is at a party and some prostitute was washing his feet. Holy cow. What if that got out on Facebook? Does this shock you? Listen, I can prove all this is in the Scriptures. You know it's in there. We're going to talk about it. But we're talking about with the world. How will the world get saved if none of us ever get around them? You going to kidnap them and bring them to church? <laughs> How's that working out? <laughs> No, it's usually after what? They've had some kind of relationship with someone in the body of Christ. And that relationship, and they begin to, begin to understand that, that Jesus came to help and not to condemn. It's that they're going to have to have those first step or two before they're going to come into a place like this. So, we're to be a friend to the world. I know. Yeah, but what does the Bible talk about being separate? Well, you can be in the world, just don't be of the world. Don't be like the world. Amen? Jesus said we're to be a light. Isn't that right? Man, you got a light in your house? When is a light useful? When it's dark. I don't have every light in the house on this morning. But you know, tonight, I'll have as many as I need. And they're out there in darkness. It says that they're darkness. So what do they need? They need light. Just go and be light. Have you ever seen, you ever, have you ever gone into a dark room at night and turned on the light? And you had the light on and everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, the darkness just came in and overtook the light. You've never seen that happen and you never will. You know Why? Because light, the properties of light are greater than the properties of darkness. Don't worry. You, listen, you've been inoculated from the center cooties. Because greater is he that is in you, the scriptures say, than he that is in the world. Yeah, but they cuss. Big deal. You telling me the Holy Spirit's not bigger than a few cuss words? Yeah, but I'm sensitive. Well, <laughs> I, listen, I'm not saying that you've got, I'm not saying that you get in there and wallow around with them, but listen, let's don't be afraid if, we're, if we get around the world. 
That's what we're for. We're salt. We're light. We're testimony. Don't be intimidated by the world. It'll be all right. And, you know, we're going to talk about relationships as an employer, as an employee. We're going to talk a little bit about, in those relationships, about ethics. How do we handle that? About friends, about our community. How are we going to deal with all that? We're going to look at that very closely. And the Bible talks about all these areas of relationship. So I want to encourage you this, this month. Listen, you come and listen to this series. Like I said, I've, I just skipped the rock across it this morning, but we're going to unpack these as we move along. But life is about relationships, building relationships. And that happens, as I said, it happens only on purpose. Now, you know, if we do the same things we've always done, you know what we're going to get, don't we? The same thing we've always got. So while you may have had good results, and we commend you, wouldn't you like to have better results? Wouldn't you like to expand your sphere of influence among those who are outside uh, what we call the world? To let our light shine. We don't have to, you know, preach and prophesy and do all that. All we got to do is what? Let our light shine. And when we have an opportunity, you know, we give them a spoonful. You know, don't give them the whole counsel of God. Just give them a spoonful. Some you may have to start with, a, with an eyedropper and work up to a spoonful. But that's okay. That's okay. Now let me give you some action points and then we're going to pray. Listen. I want you to consider that this, this week. What, what, what are the status of my relationships? Are they cold? Are they old? Or are they fractured? What's the status of my relationships? Where are they? Be real honest with yourself. I don't know. I, I know everybody, you know, everybody learns different. I understand that. But for me, uh, I'm, I'm a big... I like to write down my thoughts. I don't know. I somewhat, somehow, I, they just for me, it processes better if I write it down. You don't have to write it down, but that's one way to do it. Is just write it down. What and be real. What is the status of my relationship? In each of these spheres, I would encourage you to, to just look at them. What what's the status? Is it is it is it cold? Is it old? Is it fractured? Is it thriving? Is it good? Hey, good good for that. Keep doing what you're doing. Then then. Secondly, what could I do immediately to begin repairing and cultivating my relationships? Now, I'm going to give you some suggestions in the process of teaching on these, but begin to think about this now. Make it a matter of prayer. Talk to God. So, God, show me, how can I, how can I repair a relationship? Maybe, maybe it's with a coworker. Maybe it's with a neighbor in the neighborhood. Maybe it's with a brother or sister in the body of Christ whether in Passion Church or in another church, whatever it may be. How can I do that? Pray about that. Let, let God inspire you. And then, you know, make, make an effort. It might be a phone call. It might be send a text. It might be to go visit them. But, you know, bake their favorite cookies or cake or dessert or something and take it to them. There's a lot of different ways to break ice. You know, and here's the thing. I found this out. If you're going to repair something, go and take all the blame. Yeah, but it was. 
Well, let me ask you something. Who was at blame when the relationship was fractured between man and God? Who was the blame? Man, wasn't it? Totally and completely. But who took all the responsibility and the blame to repair it? Jesus at Calvary. He took upon Himself our sins, didn't He? He took upon Himself our judgments. And what should have been my place, He took. You want to know how to repair a relationship? He's the perfect example. And maybe this morning, maybe you're here and you've got a, a cold, an old, or a fractured relationship with the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning. Listen, make the decision to repair that relationship. I promise you, God's not mad at you. God's not angry with you. God is patiently waiting for you to just take a simple step toward Him in faith. God, I need you. I'm sorry. I moved away. I missed it. I've had a wrong attitude. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You just come to God. You know what? And you're going to find that He doesn't have a laundry list of all the things that He's been keeping up with that He's mad at you about. No. (laughs) Thank God, no. You remember there was a parable told, Jesus told about the the parable of the prodigal son, you've heard, you've heard it, I'm sure. The, par- the prodigal son, he went away. He, he went his own way. He did his own thing. And like most of us who did our own thing, we wound up in the pig pen. <laughs> but he finally came to himself and he says, I'm going to go home. And when he came, he approached the father. You know what he did? He took all the blame, didn't he? He said, Father, I've sinned. It was me, wasn't you? I'd done it all wrong. I've made a mess of my life. I've messed it all up. And and you know what it said? It said before he could get all that out, the father was already hugging and kissing on him. Boy, I'm glad that that's who God is. I said, I'm glad that that's who God is. If you're here this morning, maybe you feel like the prodigal. Maybe maybe your relationship with God's not where it it should be. It's old. It's cold, it's fractured or whatever, I'm just going to say a prayer this morning and all you've got to do, it's, it's, it's not the words you say, it's the condition of your heart. You come to God and say, I, I just want to get it right, God. I want this year to be a year where I grow in my relationship with you. I want to, I want to make things right between you and I. I want to commit myself to building a relationship and a stronger relationship with you this year. It starts by putting your faith in Jesus. He's the one. He's the mediator. He's the one who came and took your blame, took my blame, and made it possible for us to come to the Father. Would you bow your heads? Father, this morning, in this place, we are so grateful that you have made a way for us to have a relationship with you again. A relationship with the God of the universe. A relationship that is so personal and so intimate that we can call you Father and you call us your sons and daughters. Not a far off relationship, but a present, close, 
an intimate relationship. And Lord, you said whoever would come to you in the name of your son Jesus, believing on him, that you would always receive us and never turn us away. So we come this morning thanking you, thanking you for that relationship, believing on your son Jesus. Father, where we have missed it, we ask for forgiveness. We're going to start a brand new year by cultivating a relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you have been out of fellowship, got back into fellowship with God this morning, or you called on the name of Jesus for the very first time, listen, before you leave today, we have something we want to give to you. And I'm going to ask uh, Brother Bruce, hold your hand up, Brother Bruce is right there. He'll be back there uh, by the door as you go out. If you take just a moment and tell Brother Bruce, you know, I, I got back into a right relationship with God today, or I believed on Jesus, then they'll have something that they can give you, a little booklet that'll help you get started uh, uh, back with that relationship, cultivating that relationship, helping you to kind of get back on the right path there. Amen? Praise God. Well, Brother Walt's going to come. He's going to close out and share some announcements with you. Brother Walt. Thank you, Pastor Norris. Well, what a great message. I'm going to be quick on the announcements, but I tell you what, that's one of the greatest messages I think you can preach in the church is on relationships, especially if you're married. I tell you, I think the older I get and the more years I'm married, the more I find out that it takes every single day. You know, this is, it, relationships is, all, is living. <laughs> every minute is living. And you do have obstacles that you go through. And if you're single and you're young couples, this is where you need to be. You can't, messages like this, you don't want to miss because you need all the tools you can use. And this relationship thing is what it's all about. You know, all the other religions, all the other stuff that we can talk about, the relationship with God, that, that's the key. The relationship is what it's really all about. And in your home, that's the model that we want to live. And I'm telling you, it will take you to the next level. Now, there's a lot of people in here, couples, singles, kids. This resonated with because Pastor Norris covered every area that we all have dealt with or that we're dealing with. Now, to get it right, we need to make a choice. He's given us some tools and he's saying this whole month, that's what this is all about. This whole month is about building relationships. We can't live if we don't have a relationship. Now, there's good relationships and there's bad relationships. There's unhealthy relationships and there's healthy relationships. We need to live according to what God's word is saying. And we need to know what is a healthy relationship this whole month. And we know people that need this. You know, we got cards, invitation cards out in the lobby. You need to make sure you get some. We need to invite people we know that this will benefit. It's going to benefit us. But we need to invite others that we know this is going to benefit because this is what it's all about. Amen. Well, praise God. Listen, Danny Johnston, everybody knows Danny Johnston that's been here for a while. He's going to be with us February 11th. Mark your calendars. Make sure that you're here. Invite somebody. He always has a fresh word for us here at Passion Church. Make sure you're here for that. Amen.
Listen, if you knew, Pastor Norris has talked about it. If you're new here to Passion Church and you've received something from the, out in the foyer, but we want to meet you down here in, the, in front of the stage and we want to answer any questions that you may have. So just make sure that you come down and talk to us, shake a hand so that we can really get to know you and build a relationship. Amen. Also, if you need prayer, we got prayer partners that will be down to pray with you about any situation that you may have. Come in agreement with you on watching God work in your life. Amen. Well, praise God. Why don't you stand with me? And we're going to get ready to dismiss. Father, we just thank you for this message. This is a great message. This is what it is really all about. And we ask, Father, that as we go about our way this week, that you give us the ability, the boldness, and all the courage to build that great relationship that you're talking about. As your blessings overtake us, God, we thank you that we're going to be about your business to make it right. Bless us, Father, as we go our way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.